The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Postgame. With Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Another week, which means I get my buddy, Jacob Padilla, in for Nebraska Preps postgame. Coming off a busy week, he's getting Nebraska wins to cover. That's two in a row. Feeling good. And we get high school. And, ladies and gentlemen, his Phoenix Suns have acquired a superstar talent in Kevin Durant, and he's not a gambler, but the Vegas odds have shot in favor of the Phoenix Suns. Not a bad week for you. You saw one of your favorites in Hepburn. He played well in a loss, so the team you cover wins. That's good. Suns got Durant. That's good. What else? You got a new car. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, I <laughs> you're still well liked. That's good. Well, d- depends on who you ask uh, after uh, this past week. Um, but uh, you were crystal clear in that. I, that was crazy. Um, but I, yeah. I, I, people listen to or they read to respond and not to understand. A hundred percent, especially on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny actually. So I had I asked Drake Keeler to, to fill in for me so I could stay out in Grand Island. I didn't want to have to do what you had to do, drive out there yeah. and then come back and. <laughs> Um, it's like, Whoa. but, uh, yeah. And so, uh, like after the, the game got over and Nebraska won the thing, like Aaron Sorensen tweeted in Slack, just in all caps, Jacob. And I, <laughs> I responded, did I just lose my beat? <laughs> like, am I allowed to come back after, uh, th- they pulled that off with Drake, uh, there covering the game. I'm, I'm serious. And we and I were talking about this off pod doing high school sports. Well, is hard. Because you have to do legwork. Things aren't readily available. You can't just kind of get a glimpse. You have to kind of follow it, in my opinion, I think, to do it well. So good on Drake for, like, impromptu covering for a guy that is widely regarded as someone that is meticulous about his craft. Nobody wants to follow the man, right? And uh, I did not realize it when I asked uh, if, if he was free. It was his birthday. Um, so I feel bad for making him work on his oh, birthday. Oh, that's cool. Good yeah. enough guy, though. Yeah. He, uh, that's he, why he people think he's so him, nice. So. Yeah. Drake's awesome. Drake Keeler. Uh, follow him. Um, but, uh, yeah. So do we want to start with the Heartland Hoops Classic then before yeah. we get into the, yeah, the, let's, the let's, top let, tens? Let, let's, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Only seven games this year. They cut back, um, made it a little bit easier on all, all of us. One less game there. Didn't have to get there quite so early. Didn't, didn't have to stay quite as late. Um, but 
I mean, how, how many games were you there for? Uh, so I didn't end up going. Oh, you didn't make it. Okay. So what happened was in the morning, uh, we flip-flopped. Jay went to Grand Island. I stayed back because one of the kiddos stayed. Micah had two games here, oh, okay. and it was my senior, senior day, day at Millard North. So I ended up staying for the duration. But Tony Chapman, shout out, helped me because, you know, I'm obviously getting the day package. And I didn't want to have to cat. I didn't want to have to watch on my phone. I wanted to put it on my the big TV. Yeah. And I was like, hey, is there an app? And he kind of walked me through. And then once I got the download login, it was kind of like being there. Yeah. So I felt pretty good. Plus, I got to see Central City, yeah. then Platte View. And, I mean, it was, a, it was a good day, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, good people over there. Strive. Um, shout out to Tony. Um, yeah. So, fun day. Started off with that. And uh, Freeman, uh, num uh, number two in C2 against uh, Central City, who was number six uh, in C1 there. Um, impressive impressive showing from Freeman, and particularly Carter Roos. Won that thing 61-47. Offensively, Roos finished with 32, tied for the sixth most uh, in, in event history mm -hmm. at, at that point. Uh, had 25 in the second half. Only missed two shots after halftime. Um, so he just took over. And then defensively, um, Talon Vitrosky locking up Aiden Zickman. Uh, over 21 a game, one of the best players in C1. And he just could not get anything to go in. Um, so, like, that, that combination see, right there. You sent me the text of death. Tough start <laughs> for Aiden Zickman. Yeah, and I was – what? Better. Did I give you an emoji or just give you the uh? Yeah, I think that, yeah. It's just uh. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, uh. It, was, it, it was a struggle. It, yeah. Offense was hard to come by. I mean, 23-21 at the half, you're thinking, okay. Get a few shots to go and then um, – but, yeah, it went the other way. The shots started going for Freeman and uh, not so much for, for Central City. When you're taking a look at, you know, Central City's going to be um, – at least it, it, they hope to be kind of in the in the thick of things in C1, but you're looking at Ogallala and, and Wahoo – We'll get to Wahoo in a second, yeah. They just look like vastly different teams playing in C1. And Starting to be separation. Well, and Ashland Greenwood, 36-26. Uh, Wasn't on Grand Island that playing uh, against Pierce. Still sitting at 21 and – are they 21 and 1? 1. Yeah, 21 and 1. Yeah. Like that – it's hard to believe that one loss, that was Platteview. Yeah. <laughs> At Platteview on the road. Platteview kind of looks like a different team since then. Now, they got a chance to get Draper going, which I think is kind of the X factor for them. But doesn't that seem like so long ago? Yeah. Because well, that ended their streak. Yep. And, and now uh, Platteview, uh, speaking of, that they were game two. Um, had that good win earlier. Obviously had the little dip. Milliken um, dealing with the knee issue. Didn't play against Hastings. Came back for senior night uh, th this uh uh, th this last week um, against DC West, and they need him. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was uh, it was tight at uh, tight at halftime, and then they won second half, 44-30. And Milliken first game back playing on one good leg, twenty six points, seventeen rebounds, six assists, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trey Moseman chipped in twenty five there, and then you fast forward to to Saturday out in Grand Island, taking on Grand Island, um, and man, ice cold start to the game. Uh, Green Highton sitting in that zone the, the whole time. Then the third quarter happened. Then the third quarter happened. 24-4. to four. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and then it was ball game after that. I uh, was I was surprised, JP, because typically, and I shouldn't have done it, but you typically don't text me back in game. But I just wanted clarity. I because at that time I said. That their six three is of the that quarter? their six three of the quarter? Because I was they just hit another one, <laughs> and then you text me back 11, with the yeah. current stats, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, good on him for texting me back." Because usually he doesn't like to miss anything, but I just wanted to make sure that I was seeing that right because it was an onslaught. Yeah, and I mean that's what they're going to do, and that's what I talked to Tim Broski afterwards. Like those like teams are going to zone us. Uh, we have confidence that the shots are going to fall eventually. We're going to keep taking the right ones, uh, and they did. It, it, they only fell for one quarter. But that's all they needed to, to win um, in holding Grand Island to 37 points overall and nine points in the second half. And uh, Milliken, uh, Platteview's official stack, you brought him with a triple-double, uh, 16 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Milliken, or uh, sorry, uh, uh, Milliken had yeah, 19. Yeah, 19 led the way, hit uh, – Went five of fourteen from three, so got him up there. Um, and Milken and uh, Mosman both—they were—they had combined for twenty-one of their twenty-four in that third quarter. So just those two back and forth, knocking down threes and making plays. Let me ask you something because that's kind of the blueprint. The last couple of days, you, you mentioned Milliken playing on one leg. He's got the MCL issue going on. He's going to try to gut it out, knowing he's got several opinions. He's going to physical therapy. Um, can't make it any worse, so he's going to try to finish this out is there a recipe in there because we're going to get to Ogallala here in Wahoo in a sec is there a recipe in there where you think Eminem where Milliken and Mosman is that the blueprint is it 26 and 25 is it is it 19 and 18 is it is it Draper is it Milliken sharing with the assists like what's the recipe if you think Platteview can be the team that broke Ashland Greenwood's win streak yeah, it's – I mean, if for them to be at their best, they need both Draper and Milliken hitting shots. It's that simple. Um, some of the games they struggled, neither of them have been going, maybe just one of them. You need to get Milliken. He can, he can beat uh, middle to, to lower level Class B teams on his own. Once we get here into the postseason, that's when you need, you need the help. I thought it was going to be a good sign when Draper hit his first three of the game. I was like, up. Oh. Because he's, you know, they're kind of waiting for him to recapture that yeah. form, and it just hasn't hasn't really come to him. Not really, um, but he's certainly capable. That's the thing. Like, uh, he he's had some really good performances in some of their wins this year, and obviously baseball, baseball first kid. Um, so you wonder just kind of uh, how that impacts. Like, he he was a really good shooter as a sophomore, and then you, you kind of focus your attention on your main sport. Does the the secondary sport slip a little bit? But he is certainly he's got great touch from the perimeter. So if that that's if they get both Mosman and um, Draper hitting shots to go with Milliken, kind of doing a little bit of everything, that's when they become really hard to guard. When it's really just Connor getting downhill, going to the basket, that's when you can put put a wall up at the rim. You can force them into some really tough shots, and that's where you get to the inefficient uh, 17 points on 20 shots, like that type of thing. Uh, keep them off the foul line by going vertical and not not, uh, not slapping down, trying to block it, all that type of stuff. So it really is about balance for them. And then uh, Ryman Zebert had uh, – I think they had him kind with six of their, blocks. Kind of their post-presence. Yeah. He had 10-7 that D.C. West game. He's not a guy that's going to give you 20, 20 and 10, but if he can give you 8 to 10 points uh, and then protect the rim – that's really all you need from him, and he, he did that uh, th- this past week for them. Um, so, yeah, that's good win for Platteview. Game three, uh, 
number one in C1 Wahoo against a Class A team in North Platte. It was a battle, mm-hmm. um, back and forth the whole way, uh, but Wahoo pulled it out 58-51 in the end. Um, and that's after overcoming a slow start. Wahoo, I think they missed 11 of their first 12 shots. Could not get anything to go. Couldn't finish at the rim. Open jumpers weren't going down. They fell behind 14-7 at the end of the first quarter. Um, but then uh, they kind of slowly started chipping their way at it. And in the fourth quarter, back and forth, and they just made plays down the stretch to, to, to pull that thing out. Um, Marcus Glock finished with 19. Owen Hancock had 11, uh, only missed one shot. Um, and that's really – they. Basically, everybody else struggled. Yeah, Benji, Benji couldn't shot, get it going. Yeah, uh, he, had, he had a, uh, a steal and, and dunk. That was a uh, highlight play there. Kind of got him going. But then shortly after that, ended up having to check out um, with a minor injury. Wasn't able to go back in. Um, so they, they didn't really have a lot of guys going, but um, they got enough there. And defensively, River Johnson, 22. Jesse Mock, 19. Very little else from North Platte. They basically shut everybody down. They forced River to take um, a bunch of shots to get to that 22. Um, he had some big plays on the stretch to kind of keep them alive, but uh, Wahoo hit, hit their free throws and got a couple of stops at the end to win that thing. Something or nothing as we take a look at him. It's one of the big games coming up this week will be Platteview and Crete. Um, but with Lincoln Lutheran's win over Crete, because Lincoln Lutheran's kind of hanging around. I think they're you know, 16-6 and six, uh, right around there. We weren't sure how we felt about Crete, and then Crete had some some good wins. And we're like, okay, they belong. Blip, it's hard to tell in high school without seeing a, uh, some repetitiveness, though. Like, it could just been an off night, right? It could have been an 0-for-16 shooting night for a basketball team from behind the arc. <laughs> but <laughs> is there something – do you think there's something to that? Um, yeah, I mean, so this past week – Lincoln Lutheran knocked off Auburn, um, bumped them down to nine. Lincoln Lutheran climbed to eight. And then Aurora uh, got, knocked got off Crete. Crete. Yeah. Um, big win for Aurora. And then they, they go and uh, they beat Concordia as well, 49-35 and we, uh, as and well. I think we – I don't want to speak for you. We like Concordia. Yeah, yeah. They've had a great season. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. So Aurora kind of putting together late. They've just kind of been hanging around all season. They haven't been bad by any means, but they haven't necessarily – like they haven't been a top ten team really. Um, they haven't – had a, a, a bunch of really big wins or anything. But this past week, they're turning it on down the stretch here. Again, two, two really good wins. Uh, and because of it, the coaches put them in at number 10 uh, in the NEB Preps coaches poll last week. So, um, yeah, the top six in Class C1 remain the same. And then you just had that little bit of shakeup uh, below that. Um, but, uh, yeah, C1 mentioned Ogallala still there, uh, 22-0. and 0. God, they're good. Uh, yeah, we, we talked uh, last week about down to three, and then immediately Donovan Trumbull lost the one-pointer. Um, that uh, Tuesday night after we recorded to knock it down to two, just Bell West and Ogallala. Um, so, but yeah, Donovan Trumbull shot, lost to Holdridge, 52-53, uh, went 5-12 of from the free throw line. They were down, 21, down 30 to 21 at halftime, got their way back into it. But, again, you can't miss free throws mm-hmm. in that because it, it was kind of close uh, otherwise. So, Missed opportunity there for still a talented Donovan Trouble team who bounced back and won their second game of the week. Uh, but that allowed Amherst to climb. Interesting coaches put Amherst at one at 20-1 over Freeman, 22-1, um, and, and obviously just had another really good win. 
a little confused by that. Um, but Maybe they were thinking wrestling because they hung <laughs> multiple banners in that fantastic f- facility out at, at Amherst, which is just right around the corner from Kearney. But I, I, I think people think, like, so just asking, you know, some of the guys, since we know so many of the coaches, I, I think there are a lot of people that quietly like Amherst, though. Yeah. Just weren't impressed by the schedule. And I don't know what to say about that other than I'm just relaying what I think the, the consensus is, is that I think people think this is a this is a really good basketball team, and I don't think you luck your way in the 19-1. No, yeah. So uh, Freeman's played the tougher schedule, though, yeah. at least on paper. Yep. And another C2 team played in game four. Actually, two C2 teams. It was all C2 matchup. Uh, Grand Island Central Catholic, Tino Martinez, the, the event organizer, um, his team always plays in as well. Uh, yep. Pulled off a nice win, 45-34 against Gordon Rushville, who was number nine uh, in in the poll last week. And just phenomenal combination. It was a three and D win is kind of how I described it. 10-22 from three um, and held, again, held Gordon Rushville at 34 points. Um, just a really good job of limiting – uh, Jason Nelson is the guy for Gordon Rushville. Six six, uh, big frame, uh, talented. Didn't get a player. lot of easy looks at it. They did not let him get. Every catch Man. was high post. Um, he, they just did not let him get deep position, and he didn't get going. He had seven of his game high, uh, team high eleven in the second half, late or in the uh, might even fourth quarter, I think. Um, just when they had already fallen behind and just weren't able to, to kind of dig themselves out of the hole. But uh, nice win for for Tino's group who. Has obviously had a really good run mm-hmm. uh, of talent with the Jengmers and Marcus Lowry and Isaac Herbert and um, and guys before that. Um, kind of ha- having a down year, but that's a good win for them. Um, kind of with new guys filling in. They they played the same five guys the entire time. Tino did not sub one time. <laughs> he kind of checked the checked the monitor to make sure that. Wait, same five, same yeah. five, same five, same five. They're going to get thirty-two minutes tonight. Yep. Ishmael Nadir led with 14. Thomas Birch hit four threes. Bodie Fox had 10. Um, so just nice win for them uh, in the last all-Nebraska game uh, of the day. And then after that, got into uh, the showcase games, bringing in the out-of-state teams. And uh, Nebraska teams went 2-0. Uh, I, 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 not quite the, the same setup as we've had in the past. The, the competition wasn't quite Oak Hill, peak Oak Hill or IMG or Sunrise. Um, but these were two good wins for, for Westside, and then we'll talk about Bellevue West after that. But 62-56 uh, over Real Salt Lake Academy uh, out of Utah. Um, and Westside, 2 of 14 from three and still found a way to win. Yeah. And they got the big lead early and then let it slip away. Uh, Salt Lake tied it at 51-all. Uh, and then Westside did a great job of resettling, not letting the them losing their lead kind of get to them. They had they they just kind of uh, resettled, got back into it, and, and pulled that thing away and um, got a couple of big play buckets. And then uh, Real Salt like hit hit a three to cut it to two, and then tried to press. And Westside just picked the press apart for layups. Yeah, got three easy thing. layups. Yeah, between Crawford, Oddvody, and Benning, which kind of. Restretch that lead. I was glad they stayed on the gas because I was not interested in watching any more half-court offense yeah. after the, kind of that fourth-quarter stretch. But Westside is a team that is two for their last 30 from behind the arc, which 
isn't going well, to they had the, they had the Brian game in between there. It went 10 that's, for 22. That's true. That's so true, yeah. It's hard to know what to – What you're going to get. Yeah. They two good games in a row. So you had the, the, the drought, uh, the five games that we talked about. And you break out of that, hit two good games in a row, um, what, 21 threes between the Southwest and then the, the game after that. Yep. Then go 0 for against Lincoln East, 10 of 22 against Brian, and then 2 for 14 against uh, Salt Lake. But they did a great job getting to the rim, uh, finishing strong yep. there. They had contributions from everybody. Uh, Tate Advati led the way at 17. Kevin Stubblefield. Had a rough game efficiency-wise, but he had some big-time buckets using, uh, using his body to go up there and finish against the bigger Salt Lake team. Um, Kevin Brown Jr., nine points, knocked down a three, um, six rebounds, was bad one. They had 6'10". They had, uh, I think, three guys, 6'10", 6'9", 6'10s in that range. And Kevin did a great job of limiting their touches, battling inside. They did, help side was good. They were switching where they needed to. Just Westside was really on the same page defensively. And then uh, Caleb. It didn't shoot a ton, but, uh, man, he made the most of his opportunities. Really impressive. Every one of his buckets was like, oh, okay, okay, getting a little saucy with it. Um, uh, had Took care of the ball, and then defensively, his job on J.J. Maniquit, a sophomore with multiple high major offers for them, completely shut him down. Yeah. He ended up scoring, uh, I think, 11, 11, but hit a couple shots late and seven turnovers, I think I had, six or seven. I, I uh, think, do you – I, I still think he's the best on-the-ball defender in the state. He certainly made a case for that in this game. He, he's right up there. there aren't, he's short, certainly on the short list, and, which is really impressive as a junior to be. And, and, just we talk to, about and, the, the, and the, as, the assignments that he's drawing, I mean, in this week alone, he saw Maniquit, he saw Amari Bynum, because uh, they didn't want to switch a ton. You know, Bynum started to get in the post in the second half, which got them, him going a little. Struggled in the first half. He saw Chuck Love. He had, you know, Alec Noonan, who, you know, he, he, he scored 18, but I think it was on 17 or 18 shots. So, I mean, just the, the week, it's hard for him. I know he goes three or four, three or four, shooting a couple nights, but he's just learning to be a good two-way player now because I, I, I think the defensive end takes, it takes a considerable amount of effort, which is why, like, those those good two way guys. I look at a guy, you know, who's, and we'll get to them in Class A. Starting to commit himself to being a good two way guy, Jaden Jackson. Yeah. Um, guy, I love those guys that don't mind guarding and then flipping around and and trying to help you know contribute offensively. Uh, Bird from Bennington is is a guy that that comes to mind. A, a, a guy, a good two way guy. It's it's hard in the Metro with some of these scores. Yeah. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Um, so you want to transition to, to the Belleville West Ends? Yeah we'll, go, yeah, we'll go to A because uh, uh, they, they find different ways to win. It just Game six, um, and Bishop Walsh is a part of the NIBC, which is the elite um, 
conference of all the like powerhouse schools in the country. They're the bottom team in the NIBC, so um, it's all, all those schools that you you've heard of. Um, they're in that league, like Sunrise and all, all them. Uh, Bishop Walsh has really struggled in that league, but they still have some talent. They had Mike Williams III, who um, is going to um, LSU, sign there. 24-7 has him as a top 100 player. I think Rivals has him as a three-star. But um, And then Michael Tyne, uh, smaller guard, but he's really skilled, talented player as well. They had a really tough backcourt. They've got size, even if they don't use it a ton. I thought Tyne should have got more looks. Yeah. And maybe that's testament to defense as we get to what was going on because we're in complete agreement. Bellevue West defensively is – Got the ability to shut your lights out. And open it up with a 21-9 lead after the first quarter. Josiah Dosler had 10 of those himself. Hit his first four shots. Had an and one in there, a three. Uh, made the free throw. Just a phenomenal uh, first quarter for him to set the tone. And then Bell West held, held on the rest of the way. They had some big buckets from a lot of different people. Jay and Jackson, 18, 6 of 11 from three. And I was talking with uh, Doug uh, Woodard after. The thing that makes Jaden, like, there are a lot of good shooters. The thing that makes him truly elite as a shooter is his ability to set himself no matter what and get a shot off. Yep. He doesn't need to take a dribble to reset his feet. He can catch it from deep. He can catch a little turn, get himself squared. His footwork, his shot prep, his ability to square himself is just so good, and he can get 100% so agree. I watched th – that's a fantastic – and obviously Woodard sees him every day, but having seen him the last three summers, you always want, get, you always want balls in your shooting pocket, right? Yep. Not shooting pocket, shooting pocket. Jaden, he has such good hands. He'll go get it from somewhere. He can turn. He can pivot. He can catch and gather, and it's gone. That's the thing. He can catch a bad pass and immediately reset himself and go up and rise up with it. He doesn't – there's so many – there are a lot of really good shooters that – Collect and gather guys. Or, yeah, um, they need space to get it off. Like, he, he's just so hard to guard because he needs – he doesn't need conditions to be perfect to be a great shooter. He can make he – can, he can better a ball as – uh, kind of to borrow a volleyball term, yeah. um, he, he can get off the shot whether it's a good pass or not, um, and that just makes him so hard to guard. And then on top of that, he had five offensive rebounds and four assists. Um, so he, he was crashing the glass hard. And in this game, so Jaden Bullion uh, was sick, wasn't even there. Uh, Robbie Garcia rolled his ankle mm -hmm. and only played like eight minutes. Uh, Jacob Arope went down, hit the ground hard uh, early in the fourth quarter wasn't able to come back in. So they were without their three post players. Um, that, and that's really the one thing that could derail them is injuries because outside of that, the way that they can share and somebody gets you on a different night, they're rolling. Because, yeah, they had Jackson Stuvia, the biggest guy out there, yet they were still able to finish that game, not give up um, easy points. Uh, the two guards got downhill and hit a couple of shots. Um, Williams ended up with 34 um, and a bunch of those in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, Tyne was really good as well. Um, finished with 21, but they they didn't really get much out of, outside of anybody else. Josiah Kennedy is uh, is a freshman, highly touted. Already got uh, high major offers. Completely shut him down. He was a non-factor. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't. None of their big guys really did much. Um, so they did a great job of just controlling that game, start to finish. Um, so really impressive win for Bellevue West. Uh, and we wondered, like, what kind of challenge would this be? The, obviously, the, the undefeated streak's still going, and they, they, they were the, clearly the, the better team than, again, a, a team that belongs to the best high school league in the country. Uh, 
jumping to you want to stay in Class A for yep. the week. We could stay with Bellevue West, or we can go to the the number two, the new number two in the state, which had a great win the other night. Yeah, let's just finish on Bell West real quick. They the seventy five fifty seven at Lincoln Southeast. Um, they were down after the first quarter and then won the second twenty six to five uh, to get back in, in control and. It was it was it like a twenty one oh run or something like that yeah. in the half or whatever it was. Um they uh oh hey, speaking of uh Joe Gans just offering Jacob a rope a football scholarship. <laughs> Gans out here working. <laughs> Northern <laughs> Iowa's finest. Yep. Um not bad for a kid that hadn't played football Kinda in a long time. Dabbling. You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's, well, He's, I mean, he's got the frame for it. He's got the, the athleticism. Like, yeah. he, he's got a chance to be really good in that, yeah, even if he is a hooper at heart. Um, but, yeah, and then Bellevue West, I was 74-33 against, uh, Bellevue, at Bellevue East to, to get uh, on Friday night again ready for the, uh, the, the Heartland Hoops game. And so they're sitting 22-0. And, boy, do, they've got, do they have a heck of a week to finish. Um, Hopefully. They, <laughs> they, host, they host Miller North, and they go to Westside on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so that is two and six in, in the latest coaches' poll there. So they're not going to be able – they're not going to cruise into the postseason. If they want to get through the regular season undefeated, they're going to have to go out and earn it. The interesting thing is, is I think – now we'll see what, what, what Westside can do with it and Millard North the second time around. But I do think there is an advantage to seeing Bellevue West. You get them on the first time, you – you, you do can't get, simulate yeah, that Yeah, you do give yourself a better chance having seen them once yeah. because they do so many different good things. It's almost impossible to scout without having had a game under your belt. You almost yeah. need to take the first L to give you even a chance the second time around. Yep. And as I mentioned, number two, Miller North. Um, they great climbed week. that spot after having a great week. Um, I, I was there when they, they beat Gretna in overtime, 59-58 on uh, a uh, very tough shot Elijah Gate and I talked to Alex Wilcoxon after and he said yeah tough shot but that that's his shot the crossover kind of step back you got three. you got to know that's what he's getting yeah. a lot of people have now tried to tried to time that crossover because that is his little rhythm getter but boy that's big time well, and good action there they had uh Neil Mosser screen because Alex was, on, was yeah. guarding uh Eli and those two obviously know each other's game and they had Neil screen for uh, uh, Eli, and Alex is like, "You, we're up two. We cannot give up a three here." Didn't I uh, didn't want to switch, but he's like, "I can't let Neil pop free." Yeah. So they switched it, and Eli took advantage of of the switch there and, and hit the three at the buzzer. I don't. There were like two seconds left when the ball went through the. I and thought Gretna had timeouts. I, I don't know if the the coaches just like. Weren't re- or they was like uh, it's over anyway, or if the, they were trying to call all oh, the timeout and the rest just didn't hear him because it was nuts in that. And place. a place, <laughs> yeah, I was just getting ready to say the place went crazy, yeah. and it's just like, I mean, so you're out at you're out at at half court, and <laughs> Eli just raises the shirt. I think he's waiting for them to call a timeout, right? Because he really didn't even yeah. celebrate. Yeah. He just was kind of like until the buzzer sounded, yeah, then everybody's running <laughs> around, but. uh and the impress- so obviously the, the game winner is nice. Probably the most impressive thing in that game, 16-0. They shut uh, Gretna out in the second quarter. After Gretna got off to a great start, 18-11 left after one. And then Millard, no, 16 nothing. I think it was 0 for 7 from the field with eight turnovers is what I counted. We, we talked about Gretna, and we can talk about them in the same vein since they're number three. So the one thing 
I think that can kind of be their Achilles is they they go through these stretches where they have to work so hard on offense because they don't get downhill clean. It sometimes can be a lot of dribbling, um, especially if it's Pekorski trying to work his way down into the paint. And that's – yeah, they he really is their only, like, real off-the-dribble threat. Alec uh, Wilkins is a guy that can get downhill, but he's not super shifty off the bounce. Mm-hmm. It's more an advantage score. And Alex Wilcox, an obviously elite shooter off the ball. And he gets – he goes downhill hard to the rim. But, again, it's not, he's not a guy that's going to cross you up three yeah. times and get past you. So, it really uh, – especially late in clock, that a lot gets put on Pekorski's shoulders to, to try to create. And a lot of time that just doesn't – that it ends up in tough shots. So, if you can get them late into Struggled a clock, shooting it. You've got a, you've got a chance there. Um, but, yeah, that was a really impressive win for, for Millard North. Um, uh, and – and down the stretch, made big play, big play, and then Eli hits the, the game winner. How about Pokorski going over a thousand though for Gretna? Yeah, that's as, as I mean, a junior. It's, yeah, it's pretty impressive. It's, yep. Um, and then Miller North follows that up, fifty-two fifty win against uh, Papillion Vista South on senior night or senior day, whatever time of day that was. And <laughs> <laughs> Eli Gaith again, uh, game winners back to back days. This oh. time a putback. Um, I forgot even who took the first shot, but. Eli there on the weak side, catch it, redirect it back in midair. Um, just heck, heck of a couple of days for that kid. He had 17 points, uh, seven boards, three assists. Uh, really efficient shooting against Miller North and followed that up with 10 points and nine boards, including that, that game-winning putback. And along, they, they along won the fourth quarter, 16-8. Along so, those lines for Papio South, a tougher out without as a record to show for it than Papio South. Yeah, that's tough, man. They, that schedule <laughs> – yeah, I mean, Papio South is. I mean, there are some teams that are in the back end of that top ten. Carney at fifteen and six. I think North Star is fifteen and six. Papio South is a headache every time out, and they just the record isn't indicative of how hard they play. Yeah, it's it. They're putting so much on those two sophomores, yeah. Bryson Ball and Reese Kircher. If they can get a li- a, a third guy going, if they can get a Mall Jaw's got to be the somebody guy. else. Yeah. That's what they need to have a chance to win some of these big games, but still an impressive effort to to hold Miller North to, to to 52 points there and have have that lead at the end. It, I mean, they were they were up 43-36 heading into the fourth quarter, um, so they had them on the ropes and just great resiliency from Miller North, who now sitting there at 18 and three, and they get a rematch uh, with Lincoln Southwest at Lincoln Southwest on their senior night uh, on Tuesday, uh, or on Thursday, rather. Um, I, I kind of feel like no, we're validated. Carney's Southwest yeah. on Thursday. Never mind. That is Tuesday. Carney's got a good, Carney's got a big week. Uh, yeah. I kind of feel validated though with, with Miller North. Cause every week we say, Oh, they're, you know, 16 and two, oh, or 15 and two, oh, they're 17 and two. And now it's like, they're 18 and two sitting at number two. They've got a couple of good quality wins now under their belt. I think now do they get the respect? Because I feel like three weeks, three four weeks in a row, we said, "Hey, there's Millard North. Hey, there's Millard North." You you don't want to like them because some of the stuff aesthetically, right? It doesn't vibe with their inefficiency on offense, but they just keep winning games. Yeah, and so they climb up to number two there. Um, Gretna falls to number three, still sixteen and three, rock solid season. They they beat uh, Papuna Vista earlier in the week. Um, and they got Burke and Southwest both on the road to, to close out uh, the regular season. Fours prep, took care of business, won, won handily against Benson, and then 
survived a rock fight against Rockhurst, the the kind of that rivalry, the annual it um, definitely was that. home and home from the team out of Kansas City down there. Um, and it was tied the fourth uh, tied heading into the fourth quarter, and then they they, they pulled it out in the fourth. P.J. Newble led the team with 10 points, only player in double figures. They were 2 of 12 from 3 and found a way to win. So credit to Prep, and they, they go to Millward South on Friday to finish the regular season. Lincoln East uh, followed up that the West Side win, um, which really impressive in that game. It was, yes, it uh, was. Uh, 41-21. They outscored them in the second and third quarter, West Side. Um, and they, they followed that up with a 58-53 win at Lincoln Pice of 10th. And we talked so much about the Carter Mick, Carter Templemeyer, and, and Mick was great uh, against Westside, or Templemeyer was great against Westside, had 19, uh, missed like three of his first four shots, and then got going the rest of the way, hardly missed, I was had up. 19 and 10. But Jared Townsley had a phenomenal week, T- back-to-back 20-point games. He had 20 uh, to lead the way against Westside, and then had 22 against Pius. Shot the ball really well. If they're getting him going in addition to what they get from the, the, the two Carters, that, that team is going to be tough to beat, and they've established themselves clearly number one in Lincoln. They're a, a big, very sound number five in the rankings there. Big Carter, big Carter squared yeah. fan. Mick, I thought Mick was fantastic against West. Hit some big shots there. Hit some there. big, shh, be quiet, threes, where, again, inexplicably we decide to go underneath ball screens or half hedge. The two that he hit from the top of the key yeah, where you tough. give him about six minutes to look at it, he goes he, up, he yeah. goes on a personal 8-0 run, and it's like you may want to get a hand up, and he does it with a smile, doesn't yap. He just – he plays – he is a handful. And then Christian Melissa double-double with six blocks. How about the, the weak side help, how yeah. he can time it? He's got the long arms. He doesn't jump until you're up. Yeah. And he's got the re- – he's he's a very good shot blocker. He had six. Uh, Carter Templemeyer had two. Um, I think uh, – I forgot who it was. Uh, one of the others had, had a block as well. Just, again, the, the, not a lot of size, but they play so well yep. together. Um, it's a good basketball yeah. team. So, the great season for Lincoln East. They're 16-4. They, they go to North Star on Tuesday and to Papio South on Friday. So, another tough week to, to close out the season. We talked about Westside and the week that they had. Um, they, they're they hosting Millard West and uh, W West this week um, to, to close out the regular season, sitting at 15 and 6 and number 6. Senior day against Bellevue West, and they don't have a ton of seniors. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, but uh, And then 7, uh, Lincoln Southwest is there now again, the 7, 8, 9, 10, kind of re- just revolving door. Southwest got their guys back, um, kind of full strength, everybody back in the lineup. Yeah, Frager played well. But coming off this week after sitting and watching a little while, we'll see what happens with Bond. Didn't get a ton of minutes, but I'm sure Coach Bond, that, that staff will figure out that rotation. Yeah, they they beat Norfolk 69-56 and uh, beat Miller South 52-45. Not a great offensive week. Nobody in particular played super well. Um, so they're going to have to they're going to have to step it up this week because uh, they have a brutal week to close out the regular season. They go to Miller North on Tuesday. Um, they they host Carney on Thursday. Wait, on is Miller North at Southwest? I think Miller North is at Southwest. Yeah, I, I wrote at on both of these. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of those. So they play Miller North. I forgot where it was. It's I, at Southwest, okay. and then Carney. Then they get Carney. Yeah. Um, Car- they host Carney Thursday on the senior night, and then they um, they face Gretna on Saturday. So that's, hey, that is tough. A, uh, a three-game stretch, which is already kind of hard during the course of the week, and you get all top ten teams. Yeah. 
Um, Elkhorn South holding there at eight, uh, 13 and six. Um, beat Burke handily, 20, uh, 21 points, nine boards, six assists from Alec Noonan and 21 points, five of 10 from three from, um, for, uh, from Evan Warner. And then 74-66 overtime win at uh, Millard West where hit a deep three to send that thing to overtime and then control the extra period. But we talked about Millard West and how scrappy they've been. Uh, Zach Grandin had 28 in that game to, to give them a chance. Um, but once uh, Elkhorn South hit that, that three to tie it, they just kind of ran out of gas in the fourth in the overtime period. But. And maybe it's just because they're fresh in my mind because that's who Westside plays tonight. But I've seen them play a couple of times now. Millard West, for whatever the reason, is a tough out. Yeah, they they really are. Not overly big, not super explosive, but they sure do know who they are. They're, that's not a fun team to play against. No, they've got a lot of teams' problems. But Noonan had twenty nine in that game to to help Elkhorn South pull that off. Um, Lincoln North Star at nine. Uh, they they beat Grand Island. They beat Omaha South. So took care of business. They go to Lincoln East uh, and they face er, and they face Lincoln Southeast. So another tough week for for the Navigators. Uh, KG Gatwich had a good week for them. That's the difference for them. Like they've been they've gotten cons- somewhat consistent play from their two bigs, Antelus and Linnell and Brendan Clemens. If they get uh, Gatwich going and hitting shots as well, because they have good length. Yeah. Um, and, and they play those zones. They switch it up. Um, uh, tough to score on. And then Carney making an appearance in the top ten there to round things out at 15 and six. Um, they go to Fremont, or they face Fremont, and they go to Southwest. Um, coming off a 70-66 win at Lincoln Southeast. Um, ben Johnson, sophomore, 35 points, 13 rebounds, three assists. Um, they were down 15-24 in the first quarter. Um, they can shoot it. Crawled their way back into it, and then won the fourth, 24 to 15. Uh, just phenomenal. And he had 21, I think, in their second w- win of the week. Um, and they can't sleep because Fremont, uh, you, look, you think 5-15, and 15, kind of a one-man show with Corian, but, man, that Knocked pie. off Lincoln Pius. How, how about yeah. that? 65-60, they get Pius. And that got everybody's attention. 24 from Corian, 16 from Jane Cassio Jensen. Both shot well from three. Um, a so healthy Cassio Jensen will go a long way in helping take some pressure off that backward because they are undersized. Yeah. And that loss to Carney, Southeast has lost three in a row now after going seven in a row, and then they've lost three straight. Just cannot figure that team out. Um, uh, Class B, not, not a ton happened. We already talked about, about Platteview. Scott took care of business. Um, uh, Crete f- fell to number three after the loss to Aurora. Again, they've got that big game on, uh, at Platteview on Friday. Uh, Bennington climbed to two and then lost to Ron Colley in overtime, fell down to four. That's just a tough – boy, those two teams – they got a lot of history over these last four or five years yeah. against one another. Ron Colley and Beatrice. And Ron Colley at or six. Bennington. Yeah, at Ron Colley at six now. They, they beat Blair as well um, last week. So, a good week for uh, the Crimson Pride. York is staying steady at five. Um, took care of business against Seward. They got Waverly on Tuesday, Hastings Thursday. Uh, Elkhorn at seven. Scott's Bluff at eight. They uh, ju- just came up just a little bit short against North Platte, 54 55 against them. And North Platte's a, a solid Class A team. Got a good win against McCook. Uh, so Scottsbluff just hanging around there at 14 and 8 still. Norris at 9 and Beatrice at 10, which, again, shows just the parity in B once you get past that top tier because Norris is at 12 and 9 and Beatrice at 11 and 7, both in the top 10 there in B. Um, so I think we talked about kind of C1 and C2. Want to close this thing out with some yeah, st- it, uh, Yes, uh, Scott and Aurora has my attention. That's why we were talking about Aurora and that yeah. big win last week. I'll be curious to see because I think they got to get Brack back healthy. Uh, he's got the bad ribs. Yeah. Kind of changes the way that 
they've been able to play and just kind of going along steady. I'd like to see some trajectory. They've got a huge week. game. Uh, they go to Sioux City Healand, coached yeah. by uh, former Legend. great Matt Hahn. Yep. Um, and condolences go out to the Hahn family. Um, lost their dad. Um, just r- really good people over there. Um, feeling feeling for him. But yeah, that's Sioux City. First year uh, on the job for him. Um, th- they've been they've been great. Um, Sioux City, the Healand. They've had a really good season. They've got a talented big guy, so it'll be fun. Uh, about six, 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 seven, kind of wing forward type um, that have a chance to play at the next level, and so that could be a fun one for Scott. They're going to have to go earn that thing. How about Creed um, at Platteview? Yeah, that's the big that's the big game in Class B, and um, one I'm considering going to. I have not seen Creed get yet. There, get there early. That, <laughs> listen, well, that that place fills up in a hurry. It's yeah, not no, a big gym. No, I'm definitely uh, calling ahead. Make sure they, they leave a uh, spot for me. But um, go with three standouts this week to close out the episode. Uh, Kimball sophomore, Kyler Lush, I have not heard, uh, uh, apologize for that. I just read the name, have not uh, heard it pronounced. But in an 85-45 win at Minotaur, 42 points on 19-34 shooting, hit mm. four threes, 13 rebounds, eight on the offensive end, two assists, five steals, and a block. That is a heck of a day of work. Full, that's, that's a quarter of a season for some. <laughs> uh, Desher senior Gavin Nash in a 65-47 win at Blue Hill. 37 points on 15 and 19 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, 5 of 8 from the line, 10 rebounds, 3 offensive, 2 assists, 2 steals, and a block. And finally, a name that I've uh, brought up in this before, but need to mention him again, Osceola Jr., Cale uh, Gustafson. Every week. 32 <laughs> points, 11 and 19 shooting, 10 of 15 from the free throw line, 16 rebounds, uh, 7 offensive, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, and a 10-point win uh, against Heartland. And then follow that up with another 20-20 game. 28 points on 12-20 shooting, 4-4 from the line. 21 rebounds, including 12 offensive. Two assists, two steals, uh, two blocks in a win against Shelby Rising City. I think he's averaging like 16, 16. rebounds a game, which is absurd. <laughs> especially at this level. It's, and especially, well, it's, it's absurd anywhere. And he's, it's not, not like he's a six, he's a six three and a half yeah, uh, post that just get it. has such a great feel. It's physical. Um, motor doesn't stop. So, um, that's, uh, yeah, great, great uh, week for Gustafson. He's, he's had a phenomenal season. Uh, and with him and Isaiah Zelazny, um, Osceola will be tough in their class. What, uh, where are you heading tonight? Uh, got to stay home and watch the Huskers. That's right. They've got a big one on Valentine's Day. So I should be able to hit up games Rutgers. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, close out the regular season. Not sure yet, but uh, that's what we're looking at. I'll be watching Millard West and Westside, I have a feeling. <laughs> Got a feeling. Another great week. That's Nebraska Preps postgame. I love doing it just because I'm a big Jacob Padilla fan. You should be too. Catch us next week. A Herd at Sports Network production.